Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the weekly stand-up. This is your weekly Asian appreciation thing. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Nika said it. <laughs> uh, said it the best way possible. Your weekly appreciation thing. Yeah, and and uh, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes, I'm Pao, one of the hosts, and with me is this is Mika. Mika. Right, exactly. And today um, we have another guest. Yeah. So this is our second guest, right, Mika? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our second guest. So last time we had we had Quen, who was a mm-hmm. who was a mutual friend, and we talked about you know Kim Sonho, Girls Generation. Uh, a lot of what she stands. Yes, a lot of what she stands, and so we thought about you know what? Why don't we invite other, other friends and other people who are stands of you know just anything Asian, you know, not just K-pop or, yeah. or Korean stuff, but anything That's in Asia. Right. Yeah, and so with that in mind, uh, our who is our second guest, Nika? Yeah, actually, so this second guest requires a very um, detailed introduction. So um, we're very pleased to have with us. It's a very honorable guest. Um, you know, actually, Pao, like, let's just tell our listeners how hard it was to schedule with this person, right? Like, we were, we had ourselves not only penciled in, we, we, were, we were surprisingly not just penciled in, but we were in red ink in his Starbucks planner, Yorobun. Red ink, that means a lot of, you know, importance right but you know some some stuff like schedules really just came in the way this guy totally a busy guy but thankfully he is with us today it's a it's a miracle it's a miracle yeah yeah um he's a future physician um and sorry guys but you, you know in past episodes, I've been referring to Powell as the, the scholar, but this guy right here just he he makes me like every time I talk to him, it's like I don't know anything, and that's exactly the theme of this podcast <laughs> that's, episode. That's like, is that a compliment or a... <laughs> okay, whatever? Just go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but yes, so without further ado. I think we've hyped him enough. Um, please welcome to the weekly stand-up our good friend Gabe. Hey Gabe. Hey everyone. I'm Gabe Estampanar. Hey. Oh, actually, oh, uh, I have a sk- schedule conflict. See you guys. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, we will just be in touch with and your that manager. That is it for this um, week's episode. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Gabe. It was, it was, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Sure. Sure. But no, man. What's up? What's up? How have you been? <laughs> always, always. Well, uh, I've been pretty okay. I've been, uh, as Mika mentioned, like I'm in, I'm in med school. It's been a pretty difficult uh, month uh, for us. So we had uh, three exams this week. I think we also had three exams the week prior. Yeah. So, is there uh, is there a month that isn't? Is there a month that isn't difficult? Uh, December usually. Oh, okay. Uh, from December twenty-five to January one. Okay. Right. Christmas break. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. it's the sliver of of hope. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so I mean, yeah. we we brought you here because we know you're a stan of a lot of things. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what do you wanna, you know, stand with us about? What do you wanna introduce to us? Mm, well, after hearing. Uh, what you and Quen talked about, uh, you, uh, Kim Sonho and the SNSD. Uh, I feel like the Asian fandom I might be able to contribute best is uh, uh, League of Legends, or specifically uh, 
uh, the LCK, so the League Championship Korea, so the competitive Korean league for League of Legends esports. Right, See, right. I told you guys, he talks about things I know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I almost thought we were we were back in class for a show and tell. Uh, <laughs> 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 Here's my faker figurine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was just about to ask, actually, do you have any, um, do you, you know, because for example, for for like K-pop groups, like we were talking to Quen last time, she she brought out her light stick. Um, she brought out her her poster. Um, yeah, so I was wondering if you had any of those other you know paraphernalia from from the LCK. Oh man, I I, I wish I did. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unlike uh, K-pop, which is like more, which is significantly more international in its scope and its <laughs> distribution of merchandise, uh, the only place where you could get uh, LCK like official LCK merch was uh, outside uh, the. Uh, the venues where, where where the where the games will be played. So uh, the OGN Arena is a uh, uh, in, in in downtown Seoul. Yeah. So I I've tried many times to do a pasabay on uh, the online uh, buy and sell website, or like I've tried uh, ordering online myself, but uh, to no avail. But I the the, the best I can do is the uh, off Chinese merch that I ordered from Lazada. It hasn't arrived. It's been a month. This is truly Asian. <laughs> Very Asian of you. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it just goes to show how much of a hardcore fan you are. I mean, you're not even getting the yeah. the real thing. And it's coming yeah. in really late. <laughs> but but you're but you're still yeah, like, yeah, you know, waiting for it. Um so you know, props to you, man, yeah, for, yeah. for going through that. Um, yeah, you. I think for, for any stand, you know, we, we always ask like, how'd you fall into the rabbit hole that you're in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's the background story? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so like most high school boys at the turn of the 2010s, I was really into MOBAs. So I played a lot of Dota, played a lot of Heroes of New Earth. And something I got into because of friends uh, was League of Legends. Um, so, you know, just played casually and stuff uh, after class. Uh, but how I, how I got into, uh, I got really interested to the competitive scene was uh, one evening, like I was in uh, the computer shop in Alabang Town Center, Beacon for all you OG South kids. <laughs> it's now Aritas, unfortunately. Anyway, so I was there with friends and uh, uh, we had finished our uh, our daily game, and then they had gone home. I was waiting for my dad to pick me up. So I was uh, I was looking at Twitch. Uh, just this, I, I I would watch streamers and stuff, and just you know to to learn how uh, new new heroes, new champions to play. And then I saw uh, one. I saw a game. Uh, it was the uh, uh, twenty thirteen uh, OGN Spring Finals. So uh, this was the and I, I, I intuited from the title that it was like some some tournament or whatever. Uh, this and I had never watched competitive league before that, so I figured, oh, you know, I have time to kill. So I watched it, and uh, I watched. Uh, it was a game between uh, Samsung Ozone uh, and uh, CJ Entus Blaze. So uh, for the Korea boost, these are very familiar names, right? You know, CJ Entus and Samsung. Uh, later on, I think I'll also be talking about uh, K Telecom and then SK Telecom because these are the uh, as well as Damon, etc. They're the team uh, sponsors, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. 
So I, so I, I tuned into this uh, tournament, not any of the players really, not knowing any of the teams, any of the backgrounds, and I just remember incredibly vividly uh, uh, this player, probably my favorite players of all time, Dade, on this champion called Kha'Zix. So Kha'Zix is a very high mechanic, is a mechanically intensive champion to play with, uh, uh, because. His his skills have almost no cooldowns. You have to be um, maniacally uh, pressing on your keyboard, mm-hmm. as you can hear ASMR. from my. <laughs> we, we got a we got a yeah. we got a demo here of how Kazakh is yeah. played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I remember that like, he jumped over. Uh, he jumped over uh, like uh, this this uh, this this structure in game, and then he solo killed uh, Ambition, who was at the time considered one of the best mid laners in Korea, and. The, just just that one play was like so, something about it was like so enamoring something about watching the game being played at the highest level uh with the highest mechanical skill and conceptual skill hearing the announcers go crazy oh what a play hearing the background noise of uh, of the stadium cheering for uh, what was transpiring on screen and on summoner's rift and it it, it was an experience i fell in love with Um, and like from uh, 2013, I ended up watching. Uh, so as the, uh, I didn't watch the rest of the uh, uh, season in 2013, but I did end up watching uh, the Worlds that year. I followed the World Championships from start to end. Start to end. I didn't follow much of 2014, so I was really busy with school. But from 2015 all the way, in, so when we started college, all the way until we graduated, I'm, I think I watched. Uh, almost every single LCK game, and uh, not just LCK. I also watched uh, almost every single competitive uh, League of Legends game. If not the full game, at least the highlights from across every major region. So from Korea, China, North America, and Europe. Yeah. Wow, that, that's that's hardcore. That's been a that's a long time actually. Uh, yeah. Um... And this guy is summa cum laude. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's just it's it's how I relieve stress. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you would you say that you so obviously you, you also play league, right? Um, yeah, did, yeah. How how did that like sort of interact with with your own fan fanboying of of the teams? Like, did your I don't know did your did your uh, gameplay improve or what what or did was there no you know correlation at all? Um. Uh, well, um, what it gave me was that when I was in the game. I would I, I I would speak confidently, leading my team. Oh, hey guys, we need to do this. We need to do that. Uh, I had this higher level, macro level idea of the game, and then I'd make stupid mistakes personally, and then just like die a couple of times. Like <laughs> I would lose all ascendancy to talk about the game <laughs> in game. Uh, yeah, I would like pick up concepts and stuff, of course. Uh, and it would help, like if I was playing with a group of uh, with uh, with with friends, and then we could communicate, and then. Uh, figure out how the game, uh, how you approach the current game, uh, but it uh, did no good for my individual uh, playing skills because uh, turns out you need a lot of practice for that. Classics like that, <laughs> your fingers need to be really attuned. <laughs> yeah, um, Mika, you you mentioned earlier that you know nothing about the uh, the whole esports thing. Yeah, so I was wondering if you had any like questions for Gabe. Sorry guys, I've been sneezing the entire episode. <laughs> uh, no. Thank thank God this is a podcast, right? Not not a. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I can just like turn it off. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah. So Gabe, I have a 
this is yeah. this is in relation to you know our friendship and how I know you. But like, how do you have time to do this? Um. Uh, well. Okay. Because uh... doesn't it get like really addicting that you you expend so many hours on it and then next thing you know, oh, it's it's the morning <laughs> or like it's the next day. Uh... Or did you have any rules uh, when it came uh, to that yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you have self control? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Well. Okay. Well. I'd pick out the, the the matches I really wanted to watch right? at the start of the week. So like uh, games that we played by SK Telecom were a must-watch for me, regardless of when in the week they were taking place. Games by Katie Rolster, uh, by Samsung, by the Rock Tigers. So like the teams I'd, I'd really want to watch, I would make time in my schedule to watch. So it would be like a three hours on an... Uh, on um, it would be like a, a three hours to watch a full match. And then the the teams I was interested in, but like just wasn't as invested in, and I would just watch the highlights of. So that would just be like a, a, a ten-minute investment. But yeah, for for example, if if, if it's team I uh, really wanted to watch, it was uh, uh, I set aside three hours, and you know, I'm when I when I plan my day, thinking about like three hours isn't that much investment. Like three hours is just like a long dinner with a friend. So like when I, when I'm figuring that's out how you thought about it. My opportunity it's a, it's, it's a must watching game. Yeah. So watching watching these games was so like a long dinner bailed, with a friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. If I ever bailed on any of you for unexplained reason, you might know now why. <laughs> so I guess that's why he missed so the. Uh, that's why that. he missed the the last time we were supposed to record. Okay. So. As someone who doesn't know anything about this, what is like the format for like how these games are like done or like how people mm. participate in them? Yeah, in, 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 in the okay. briefest way and the most concise way that you can explain. Yeah. Okay. Because I know okay. it's pretty uh, complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll address first um, the League of Legends as a game and then I'll address... Uh, the scholar the, is in the, the house. Yes. <laughs> I told you. I told you guys. It's just, it's just a neat organization of thoughts. <laughs> so first, League of Legends as a game. So it's a it's a MOBA. So it's like a, it's a game genre where you have uh, five uh, five people on each team, and like each game is like a is like a it's 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 a new experience. Uh, so because each game. Uh, you can pick a new hero, or sorry, a new champion, and then you can uh, build different items from that champion. And uh, your champion can uh, can play in different uh, lanes, in different roles. Yeah, the, the game of League of Legends. So you have five people uh, picking uh, five uh, different characters, and essentially it's a it's a contest of who can destroy the other team's base first. <laughs> um, so towards that end. You farm minions to get gold. Uh, you uh, kill enemy characters, kill enemy heroes uh, to to, cre- to create space on the map and to deny them of resources and to prevent them from 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 advancing to your base. You take uh, big map objectives like uh, to give your teams buffs, and then you take down enemy towers, which are like defensive structures, on the way to their base. So like that's League of Legends in a nutshell. Uh, the competitive scene is well. The competitive scene has uh, varied uh, greatly uh, across uh, across the years, from league's inception to now. Uh, I guess I'll just talk about how the competitive scene is structured from 2015 onwards, and that's when I most followed. So, 
the competitive year is split into uh, splits. So you have your spring split, which runs from uh, January until uh, March, April. And then you have your summer split, which runs from whatever time Western summer is. (laughs) Time is arbitrary. (laughs) Um, What is time? No, just kidding. Indeed. It's wibbly-wobbly. So how how the tournaments go are... uh, So for, for... in the spring split, it's a double round robin. And then at the end, like the top five or six teams, depending on the region, Korea would have a top, uh, would have top five, uh, would uh, do, would have playoffs. Uh, in, in, in some regions, it would be uh, brackets in Korea versus five and four gets phase three and so on. And so whoever wins at the end of the playoffs would be the champion for that split. So the champion for your, for this, the champions of the major regions for spring split would go into MSI. That would be like a big international tournament. And then you head into summer, which is around the same format as spring split. But here, whoever wins summer gets invited to the world championship. So in MSI, you only get uh, one representative per region. Uh, but for worlds, you get three representatives per region. So your summer champion, the person who had the best cumulative standing across spring and summer, and someone who makes it to like a gauntlet playoff who wasn't uh, among the first two teams. Yeah, so, so I, I, I go into detail about this because it's... It's this structure. It's this this year long structure that allows uh, competitive League of Legends to build a storyline, to build narratives, like to to have the story of oh this team who's super hot in spring and then fell off in the <laughs> summer. Really what happened? Or like you have a team okay. who started it's slow. It's interesting way to put it. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Up <laughs> <summer>. <laughs> I thought I thought Same. you were I thought you were describing like a K-pop idol for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, uh, super hot in spring. <laughs> For a second, I understood. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For a Go second, on, everybody, everybody oh, yeah. was in harmony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing brings people together like hot Asians, right? No, but 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 what you said about the whole narrative thing is actually something yeah, that yeah. we've also heard from from Quan and and even when Mika and I were just talking about yeah standing yeah. Uh, you know whoever we're standing really um, it's sort of the narrative that really mm. draws us in and as you said yeah, exactly. you know it's this whole um, the whole, I guess, complex structure and schedule of, of games that that yeah, creates yeah. that narrative. Yeah and, yeah, and I guess, you know, for, for, for every episode that we do here on the weekly stand-up, we always uh, end things with, with a song and, and some music. Um, and, yeah. and I know, like, I, from what I know uh, from the Worlds and League, because I have, like, watched worlds a few times but not actually because of the games <laughs> but because of the but because of the music actually uh, so especially especially recently they've been doing some really like interesting stuff with like virtual um, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. virtual girl groups and, and stuff like that so I, I wanted to know what are your thoughts on on that on that whole side because like esports what 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 you've what we come to realize is that esports is not just this about the sport itself right like, I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's like just a whole. It's like a whole world, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think. Well, uh, I'll first address the question on what I think about like the like the KDA and the virtual idols before I address like that second point. Because I think that's 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 very fertile for discussion as well. Um, I personally, <laughs> I was starting to uh, pull back a little from league when stuff like KDA uh, was coming out. And I don't have as strong of an an opinion on it. You're like, it's just uh, mad. It's like on the side. (laughs) Not not really what you came for. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. 
I, I was I, I was significantly more invested in the teams and the players really. It's it's, it's yeah, it's their stories. And like on Tao's point about it's it's the narratives that makes the esports interesting. Like uh, unless you're like someone who's also playing the game professionally and you're trying and you're generally trying to copy strategies and like copy tactics. I feel like a lot of what draws people into not just esports but like professional like take it take tennis with Roger Federer or the basketball with LeBron right what draws you in is the story of these people uh what what was so enamoring about the 2016 NBA championships wasn't uh it it it, it wasn't that LeBron was posting the best stats of, across all metrics across all seven games of those finals it was LeBron finally did it he came back from 3-1 against one of the best NBA teams ever assembled. Uh, you, you look at uh, Roger Federer and all his grands still winning after all these years. Like he, you don't, you're, you're not amazed by, necessarily like strictly amazed by Nadal's play on play. You're amazed that Nadal is just that good to begin with on play. And same with, uh, same with esports. Uh, the narratives that got me into uh competitive league of legends uh this the story of samsung blue versus samsung white a year long rivalry that culminated in the championship of faker and sk telecom uh who, who won the 2013 world championship simply by being the best players on the planet and then would win the 2015 and 2016 world championships by simply being the best team on the planet playing a style of league of legends that was simply uncounterable at the time and then the narrative of, of 2017 of, of faker having to drag his team kicking and screaming to his fourth world finals you have the story of damwon gaming and in the 2019 sorry 2020 world championships redeeming korea after uh, the failure of 2019 2019 it's it, it, it it's those storylines it's it it's it's those uh moments of glory of failure of redemption that you know really pull at the heartstrings and make like even if it's something that you, that uh, you personally can't do yourself i i i, I, don't, I <laughs> right, can't right. i i'm a horrible player but just just seeing it transpire and it's uh, it's a vicarious it, it, it sort of feeling me. is it yes. yeah, 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 yeah yeah i but even more than like even more than that like it, it i don't think i can ever describe or i i i will be ever able to ex- feel again the sheer elation i would feel when i would watch sk telecom play in like 2015 2016 yeah Mika, I think you you mentioned a, a term that to to encapsulate yes, this before. Exactly, I was about to you know like all three of us uh, attended that class right with our favorite professor, <laughs> Mysterium Fascinosum, or Indeed. you know um, how do you how do you explain that to our listeners? Uh, just a feeling that you can't describe, but it takes over your entire being. So is is there a um, I guess uh, what. What what kind of like soundtrack or kind of music do you listen to, or would you associate the most with these with these games? Yeah. Or even when you play League, well, right? Like what uh, do, do you play with music mm-hmm. on or? His keyboard smashing. <laughs> <laughs> Playing smashing it again for our listeners. <laughs> um. Well, I think uh there's uh the 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 one song that I associate most uh, with League of Legends is. Uh, for 2016 World Champion, so uh, 
for all world championships uh leading into like group stages and the quarters semis and final they release like these hype videos and they're always excellently done with excellent shots and then excellent right right I, i've seen, I've seen right. those. I, i saw the one with faker that, that was so that was so i i didn't i don't even play the league but yeah it, it was really dope to watch <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think the the one the one i associate most uh with league of legends is in the 2016 uh, one of the, the hype videos for for the quarterfinals of the 2016 Uh, world uh, uh, quarterfinals of 2016 World Championships. Uh, it's this track by Boris Nante. The title is "Want It All." Oh, so it's like it's a- very <laughs> reflective of the experience. Indeed, right? It's just like a it's just like a a, a, a two minute long song, and it's just like a a, a somber uh a, like a, a somber single vocal, and then who's later replaced by a. As the song swells, a, blar- a blaring uh, brass section, and like it, it the, it's uh, I associate most with League of Legends because there's a uh, uh, there's just there's this line and you, you can't even call the chorus. It's like it's just one it's just one whole passage. Uh, and help me understand how we rise until we fall, pleading hand in hands. I want it all. Oh. I want it all. That sounds so oh, freaking edgeroid. Spoken but, word, man. Spoken word. Yeah. Spoken word. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like that's what uh, that's what I associate most with League of Legends. So as as I mentioned, uh, what I'm most invested in is the storylines of the big tournaments and who wins and loses and the narratives, right? And that that that's the that's that's the like that's what I would uh, the the dominant perception or appreciation uh, of the games, like. I would I, I would watch these games and then inevitably two teams I really liked would would face would face against. Oh man, each that other. must be then, that must be tough to watch. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, and I, I feel like that like, that song like captures like the feeling that exists for for for, for both teams mm. when they're at that liminal space where they don't know who's gonna win, who's gonna lose. And for me as a viewer, like I want to root for both, but I know I can't. I know one of them will have to lose. And like it's 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 that thing like where, as a viewer, I I I I want it all. I want both these teams to do well. As as like the individual teams, they they clearly want it all. They want to win the tournament, and then for whoever ends up losing, like like in the 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 the, the agony, the broken heart and sand. <laughs> Yeah, so I I feel like that's the song mm-hmm. I most associated. And and yeah, I think I think an interesting you mentioned uh, thing you mentioned was that even the music itself, like m- the musicality yeah. of it, also speaks to the narrative, right? Like I mean, I I, I haven't seen the the twenty the one that you mentioned twenty sixteen one, but the the other videos that I've watched of 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 league, like the music is always you know there's, there's always like the swelling up, and sort of like the hype building, um, which. Uh, yeah. Which I think just reflects the the kind of narrative that yeah, you that you were yeah. just talking about. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll let's play "Want It All" yeah, yeah. Uh, by by who again? "Want It All" by Boris Nante. By Boris Nante, uh, to wrap up our episode for today. And uh, thank you to our guest again, Mr. Gabe Estampador. Thank you so much for the interesting lecture that we had today. For introducing <laughs> us to the world of, uh, of of league, and I mean like just listening to you, man. It's it, It almost sounds like you're giving an inspirational speech, um, and we're, and we're oh, all gonna. Know. It's a TED talk. A TED talk. <laughs> we're gonna stand up and 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 cheer our our favorite league team all of a sudden. 
<laughs> but yeah, like it just just goes to show how much how much dedication you have to to following uh, your your favorite teams. And props to you for doing it and still being such a you know successful Man. student and and you know scholar you know, scholar being in med school and all that. So uh, here's uh, "Want It All" by Boris Nade. Thanks, guys, for com- tuning in and see you in the next episode. See ya. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here.